Hi, this is episode 24 of the American Coin Op podcast titled Replacement Parts. I'm your host, Bruce Beggs. Today's episode will examine what every self-service laundry should keep on hand in the event a piece of equipment goes down. I'm joined by Greg Reese, sales manager for Kleck Distribution, formerly Commercial and Coin Laundry Equipment Company. Greg has been employed by Kleck since 1997 when he was hired as territory sales manager for parts of Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida. He was promoted to sales manager in February 2018. Kleck, which has been a commercial laundry distributor for over 35 years, was purchased by Alliance Laundry Systems in April 2019. Greg, welcome to the American Coin Up Podcast. Thank you for having me. Replacement parts. Let's just dive right in. On average, sure. you know, what vended laundry equipment parts do store owners replace most frequently and why? When I'm talking to a customer, I term the, the particular items as wear items, things that will uh, require function of every, in every cycle to either like in a tumbler, an igniter. An igniter may go on and off uh, a couple dozen times in a cycle. Um, th- th- that's something that would make sense to keep on hand. Uh, rollers that uh, hold the drum, made of uh, uh, a polypropylene rubber material. Also, a wear item will event in that environment will eventually dry rot over a number of years and uh, start to crumble. There's uh, other wear items like thermistors and lint screens and belts that I would keep on hand. Uh, low-cost items that are easily changeable that you can get your equipment back up and running in a timely manner. On washers, um, it might be something like a, a fill valve. You might want to keep one of those on hand or maybe at least the diaphragm kits that go in them. A drain valve, a door lock assembly, things like that would be, uh, it'd be smart to have one on hand. So again, on a, on a Friday situation, if a machine was to go down with one of those items going out, you have one on hand, you can bring that machine back up and ready for the customers. In terms of regular maintenance, is it possible to offer a timetable for how often certain parts should be replaced? I asked my uh, service manager about this. Uh, the only thing that we both could come up with that we thought made sense is uh, fill hoses. Um, they end up with chlorine that's in the water, starts to wear away at the uh, inner lining of fill hoses, and eventually um, you should replace those. I think the manufacturer recommends every five years. If you don't, then if a fill hose does explode and you're not there at the laundry, you got a flood. So that's one item for sure that wow. it makes sense to, <laughs> to, to, yeah, to replace that right. every five years. Again, low-cost type situation. You might want to spend a little extra money if you're a store owner and maybe get some of the uh, stainless braided hoses. That way, you know, you have the insurance policy that you won't have that flood should there become a little, uh, a small, small leak. But other than that, really, it's, it's only when items fail that you uh, should be replacing them. You know, why, why throw money at a, at a part or a mechanism that's, you know, functioning just fine? And there's no way to predict when it may fail in the future. Along those lines, and maybe this is part of this next question, is it necessary for a store owner to keep track of their parts purchases? For example, the last time that you did replace a fill valve or a, or a fill hose, you know, what benefits might they gain by doing this type of, of tracking? Well, I would think that by tracking it uh, and keeping a service log of what you're putting on what machines, it, it arms you as a store owner to uh, better plan on what you should keep in hand, that there's a, a trend going with a particular machine regardless of uh, manufacturer. Um, it could be a thing uh, that this one particular part on that one particular brand 
may go out more than just about anything else. It could be an issue that the manufacturers have with door lock solenoids, for instance. And you see that you're replacing uh, much more of those than you ever thought, then I would, I would keep track of that uh, for twofold reasons. One is to make sure you have plenty of inventory to get the machines back up and running. And the second is if it becomes a, an issue with the supplier that the manufacturer is getting that door lock solenoid from, you can bring it to the attention of your distributor and maybe there's something that they can do to help or uh, at least know that, let them know that you're having these issues should they want to source a different supplier for that solenoid. So it's just communication makes sense with that distributor on what's going on. So I would, keep, I would definitely keep track of, of what I'm putting on my machines. Okay, and from a timing perspective, should an owner find themselves in need of a part, you know, how quickly can they reasonably expect to have one delivered? I, and I understand that, yeah. that it's all uh, subjective, but just in general, how, how, how quickly sure. could they be able to get a part? Well, let's say it's going to be a warranty item, you know, because, again, uh, manufacturers, I don't know of any of them that don't at least have a three-year warranty on their parts. So if they're getting that uh, warranty item from their distributor, um, unless they want to pay for overnight delivery, then a strong distributor will have the parts on hand, but they're going to ship it out regular UPS, so that could be two to three days. Hmm, okay. But, That's, again, the customer always has that option to pay for overnight delivery. You know? Right. And, and I guess in a, in, a, in a case where if something goes down on a Friday, you might, you might be willing to do that. But You might, or and also if you're in a larger municipality, you know, then your distributor generally hopefully is uh, fairly local within an hour. You might could, uh, and, and that happens a lot here at our warehouse, a lot of walk-up business. So if, uh, if, if the owner of the laundromat wishes to, and like you said, it's that Friday scenario, they can come right to us and pick up, uh, pick up the parts right here at our warehouse. Are there certain laundry equipment parts or types of parts that are more difficult to acquire and or keep in stock, and, and why is that? That's a tough one. I think that uh, realistically a distributor is not going to keep as many like motors on hand and, and as many like inverter drives or circuit boards. Um, they can be pretty costly and of course a distributor will have some on hand but all of a sudden if, if, if they don't plan correctly and, and keep track of their inventory like we're, we're suggesting that the laundromat owner does, if they get caught short and we have to go to the manufacturer to get it. I've seen some lead times before that might be as much as two to four weeks. Mm, okay. So that could be an issue, and it's usually for those higher cost items, like I said, motors and control boards and things like that. A much of today's advanced laundry equipment relies on computer controls. You know, how has this affected the parts business, if at all? Our service manager has been in the industry for that full 35 years of Clex existence. And he said, you know, the old machines uh, used to have contactors and relays and there are a lot of different moving parts and components to, for instance, washer extractors. Now, uh, most manufacturers just have one control board and uh, eliminate all the relays and contactors and such. So, therefore, um, the solution to most repairs is to replace the whole control board. Hmm, so, okay. it's... Uh, definitely costs more money because a control board in and of itself is more costly than, say, contactors and relays. But sometimes it also makes it easier for that laundromat owner to just go to that one that one part or component to replace. Over the course of, of a piece of equipment's life, I mean, equipment evolves. You know, it changes. 
um, improvements are made, you know, there are changes that are made in design, whatever the case may be. And eventually a model is no longer in production. But once a washer or a dryer model is no longer in production, you know, how long after production ends might the manufacturer or its distributors continue to stock parts for that piece of equipment? Well, I did a little research. Most people are familiar with, uh, with automobiles being required that they have to keep parts and components for 10 years. Right. And, it, and I can't find anything that says that other equipment manufacturers, such in this case of laundry, uh, they're not required to. And uh, there's no rule of thumb on how many years. But uh, a larger manufacturer, from my experience, has supported and has, has provided parts for five, that five to ten years. Um, as a distributor, one like ourselves, where we've got uh, 14 vans on the road, you know, we, we stock those vans. And then should a model go, uh, go obsolete, then there's a good chance that we're going to have some of those parts and components till we run out of inventory on, our, on either our vans or in our warehouse uh, parts rooms. To summarize it, I guess I would say that at least five years and maybe longer uh, with the manufacturer uh, support on the, the, the availability of those parts. But ob- obsolescence does become an issue for a laundromat owner. But also, you know, that might be the time to retool. Right, you know? right. That's the... <laughs> you, get the, you get the 15, 20 years, you probably did very well with that equipment. And with the new technology and such, you, uh, it might make sense to retool it you know, at that point. What are the most common mistakes that self-service laundry owners make regarding replacement parts in your experience? One of the things I guess would be is when I talked about that control board, a lot of times a a less experienced self-service laundry owner may go right to that main control, which again is is a very, uh, very expensive part and component, change that out, and then come to find out it's something else, uh, like a drain valve or a door solenoid or what have you. So before they do that, I would recommend that maybe um, they can, because you know, any store owner typically has multiple machines of the same, same uh, vintage and brand, maybe take a, a component or a part off of the fully functional machine to the right or left and swap that uh, control board out and make sure that the problem goes away. So, but a lot of them just uh, order in that control uh, spend anywhere from $500 and up, and then come to find out they still have an issue. That's, mm. that's, that's definitely the biggest mistake that people think because everything's all in that one control. Like I said, getting rid of all those relays and contactors, that doesn't mean that's, that's going to be your issue every time. Well, we've talked a lot about replacement parts and, and the ins and outs of them. Is there anything else about replacement parts that uh, is worthy of mention before we wrap up our podcast today? We didn't get into it too much because I know that it's replacement parts, but you know, proper maintenance can certainly reduce the amount of uh, parts uh, that you replace over the life of a machine. And that's one of the things, that, even on the sales side, as I visit laundries, uh, you, you go and you look at the way that people keep up some of their laundries. If they would just uh, perform uh, proper maintenance, then the machines and their components will last longer. You know, something simple as going behind the drying tumblers with a shop vac and cleaning up all of the, uh, you know, the lint that, that builds up around motors and different things, and then they overheat and fail. So if you just do proper maintenance on your equipment, then you should get a much longer life out of your parts and components. 
to me that just that's that makes sense and you just got to set a schedule and perform that maintenance that sounds good greg reese sales manager for cleck distribution thanks so much for being my guest on the american coin op podcast well i appreciate it very much thank you bruce the American Coin Op Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC, Chicago. Music is written by Nazar Ryback and provided by Hook Sounds. Our podcasts are available free at our website, AmericanCoinOp.com, and you can consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter, to learn about future episodes. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about the podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For the American Coin Op Podcast, this is Bruce Beggs saying your cycle is up.